Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Adventure Incorporated podcast. I am your dungeon master. My name is Anthony Reed. This is episode 96, and it is part of a story arc simply called The Pit. I want to thank the patrons, patreon.com slash adventure inc. If it weren't for the patrons, we wouldn't be able to do all the amazing stuff we get to do, right? We wouldn't be able to do tavern nights. We wouldn't be able to do the bonus episodes with special guests that are so, so much fun. You gotta check them out. We wouldn't be able to do any of those sorts of fun things without our patrons. And so patrons, we thank you. We we salute you, in fact, uh, for uh, just being as wonderful as you are and supporting the show monetarily. Um, we, we just appreciate you. You're the best. And you can be a patron too at patreon.com slash adventure inc. Then you can be the best. Uh, adventure March is coming. Put it on your calendar. Get prepared. There's not a lot of time left before it begins. Okay. Only going to hear my voice a few more times and then adventure March will be upon us. So be prepared. Be ready because it's, um, my favorite time of year. And it should be yours too. And I can't wait to see uh, what happens. And uh, let's get started. Nobles and farmers, knights and scoundrels, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Billroth, the ranger. She's a grimalkin, that's, uh, but that's understood. No pets allowed, even though she's not a pet. I will wait outside. Everyone, if anyone needs anything, I am outside. Scarpin, the cleric. Should I just try and snipe them from over here? Yeah, okay. I did say they were as good as dead. I would hate for, for my, you know, to break my word on our first contract as Adventure Incorporated. Ellery, the bard. We would want you to leave this warehouse. He points behind him. Mm-hmm. Church! Oh, sorry. We want you to leave this church. Deerin, the wizard. He say you no worship Shattered Fang. Yeah, man, he's like super wrong. We love Broken Tooth, uh, Shattered Fang, man. Prepare yourselves, for these are the tales of Adventure Incorporated. You are in the pit. What's it like? Jesus, you can't just, like, say that. You've got to paint us a word picture. Well, I did. Yeah, open up this pit, Anthony. I mean, I did 25 days ago, uh, but it was just last week for the listener. One week ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. You did. Dark and spooky. Yeah. A dark and spooky night. Um, So, as you... There's a moon. (laughs) You are are, uh, in the pit. The crags of, uh, of dark stone that uh, tear up from the ground around you um, and the path in front of you leads straight to the path of bones overhead large arcs of uh, I guess large arches of uh, ancient bone that line the pathway for miles down twisting toward the great city of the pit below Uh, Wesley stands next to you and he says it is quite literally Path of Bones, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it seems aptly named. I kind of thought uh, it would be metaphor. Me too. Me too. Oh, uh, 
No, I had. This is pretty much what I had been picturing. Yeah, honestly, really? in in every nightmare that I've had, this is exactly what it looked like. Oh, mine was slightly different, but was very bone related. Oh, okay. like well, that makes sense for you, Belroth. There were probably a lot of like, like animal like bones because that's oh. what you do. Oh yes, 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 yes. Actually, quite literally, I imagine like giant mammoth bones, but these seem just like regular giant bones. Yeah, perhaps. Yes. Oh. Are, oh, okay. Are you ready? Dieran looks at his own arm and he looks down and he's like, I don't know. Some of these seem like regular bones. Oh yeah, there are bones he, like, just chill. all over the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like not the massive bones above, but just like like crunched up skulls. Uh, just like like arm bones, like like various uh, skeletons are just splayed out across the, the ground. Really, really wishing I had been a necromancer instead. <laughs> Anthony, if you had told me at the beginning of all this that we were going to go into a place where it was just literally the ground is bones, mm-hmm. I'm. I might have built a different character. No, I believe that. The bones that. are the money. <laughs> 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 that was a night that the skeletons came to life. Yeah, I would have been insufferable with that song. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, That's man. Gonna be, I need to take, be right back. I need to take a new spell. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Can next you imagine time. Ellery just like bust that, bust that out? <laughs> <laughs> the next time we create characters for a campaign, I'll try to let you know what the finale will be like. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Uh, that feels good. Great. Yeah, honestly, that would help a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of our decisions would be different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, mine's a demon hunter uh, who specializes in bone machines. I I do want to say, I think what my original pitch for Belroth was, I want someone who's like interested in demon history. And he was like, no, <laughs> you can't do that. That is true. I did do that because I said to you explicitly, they don't exist in the world. I don't want like. And I was like, oh, man, that's a bummer. All right. I guess animals. So you lied. You're like, they exist. Ha-ha, I lied. Peeled back a mask. It's bones. That's a big lie. Just a big fat lie. <laughs> Wow. That would have been helpful well, if we knew about that. Yeah. yeah whole, would have yeah. been. And if we knew all the twists ahead of time. Mm. Well, let's um, get traveling, I guess. Down the path. If you are ready, then uh, Belroth, we will go. Belroth pulls out a bow and knocks an arrow. Actually, as he knocks an arrow, he looks at, like, what is Silver doing? Is it, like, reacting with the environment around? Um, yeah, it's almost like... The, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to describe because like visually, but you get the sense that there's almost like this void around the silver head of the arrow, uh, just like a small pocket of space where it's like repelling the energy around this, uh, in this area. Like, have you ever put something like waterproof, like really waterproof in water and you're like, it has almost like a bubble around it. Like that, that, but destruction. Yeah. And Sweet. the destruction energy okay. isn't like visible, but it's it definitely has this uh, uh, element of like the sheen of like pushing away, um, repelling things in this area. Got it. That's true of anything else. It's silver. I guess the moon sickle is silver. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
let's go, I guess. And Belroth like looks over at Freya to see how she's doing. Uh, yeah, there's a determination on her face, but uh, she's definitely uneasy. Um, okay, so who's stepping first onto the Path of Bones? Is it Belroth? Uh, so and the is that? Uh, uh, no, no, it's okay, Belroth. I know, I know you're here, and uh, you're determined. But uh, I think, I think I should go first. Sounds, sounds pl- it Sounds like a plan. Unless you want to, but you know, I just figured I'd be like chivalrous. And is that Scarpet? So I was kind of hoping go. you would stop me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go if anyone else wants to, but. Like, if anyone, anyone at all. Yeah, me. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> like, no, no, I got this. I got this. All right. All right we we, we okay. can do this. Okay. All right. Scarpin takes his first step onto the Path of Bones. And as you do, a coldness washes over you as the bones crunch underfoot. Uh, and immediately you feel uh, a fatigue wash over you as you step onto this path um, and you take a level of exhaustion uh, this is now has now settled in onto you just from the moment you stepped in here um, you can feel it feels like there are elements of you being ripped away like pulled and torn uh, that's what is you know, happening as you walk through this path it's like this constant pull on your essence um now it's not like tearing you apart instantly but you feel like uh there is no rest it is just a harrying um and everyone who steps in after him uh the same happens to you uh wesley walks in and he shudders oh this is not going to be easy I can feel I, it already. I have uh, this, and Belroth pulls out the, the crown of destruction for the trip back. It said that this will help us get on, on back, and I, I don't know if I use it now, if it, we can't use it again later. Wesley turns back um, and looks down the path, and he goes, oh, no. Anyone else turn back? Uh, yeah, when he says that, Ellery turns. The path in front of you, just the, like the four feet that you've walked onto the path of bones, you turn back and it stretches uh, out like as though there are you know fifty miles to walk. Uh, it just like stretches outward and outward and outward and outward, uh, and you can already tell that that direction on the path of bones is going to be much much worse. And this is why I have this. And Belroth puts it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Entering should, was supposed to be the easy part. Well, I think it, uh, easy is a relative term, yes? Well, I, I feel like it has a definition. And uh, I was hoping it wasn't relative. But no, okay. Yeah, you're right, Wesley. <laughs> uh, Wesley begins to walk down the path of bones. I assume yep, you're going with. by his side. We're all doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, there is, I do want to say that there is a point where Ellery is humming to herself and doing like the Wizard of Oz kind of skippy step. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Just, just to like, like try and no one else is going to be cool about this. <laughs> is your goal is your to. goal here to just like really push the positivity as much as possible? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no no bad vibes. No bad vibes. No bad vibes. <laughs> um hey everybody. Yeah, all right. Uh, uh, I just wanted to know what um what socks you're wearing. What? Well, you know, because my grandma always says you never go into an adventure wearing bad socks. What? <laughs> would have been Wait, helpful don't earlier. You ever... <laughs> this is this is the first. That one feels so important. I mean, I just I've said it before. You, Do you not? I, yeah, she I am has. wearing my maroon socks. That. They're the knit ones. Oh, they're nice. Yeah, they're very they're nice. They're nice. Yeah. yeah. I feel like fresh socks is important for all. Your grandmother is very wise. Yeah. No, I'm I'm wearing my ones um, with daisies on them because I thought that maybe it, it would be a little dark down here and I wanted a bit of sunshine. So you were right. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good. Those are nice socks, Ellery. Thank you. Yeah. What about I, does Scarpin wear socks? <laughs> I yeah, uh, I, I might have started wearing them if I had thought of it. But <laughs> we oh. just we just hadn't talked about it beforehand uh, for for a long time, and I, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was a while ago. I I uh, kind of uh, thought that every time I said something, my grandma says that you all remembered it. Well, like, yeah. Endearing, uh, mm. uh <laughs> he like hikes up his pant a little, and he's not wearing any socks. <gasps> well, I guess they're not bad socks if there are no socks. Well, I just um, that's true. You know, uh, like I, low low sh- socks. He's, he peeks over the shoe <laughs> edge. Yeah, no, there's nothing down in that boot, man. Oh. Uh, it's just Oof. just my toes. Mm. My, my socks are our guy. <laughs> There's a <What's> scre- <laughs> There's a screech uh, that cuts the air above your head. Um, some sort of creature uh, that is uh, yelling out. You can't see it uh, through the stone spires around, uh, but it is definitely nearby. Um, everybody, make a perception check. You do that with dice, right? Yeah, a d20, in fact. Okay. 22, actually. At least for now, until yeah. uh, Hasbro <laughs> trademarks them. <laughs> Charges the 20. license to roll dice. Your dungeon Two. dice. <laughs> We're say 22. Okay. Eight. All right. 21. Great. Uh, okay, so I will say, wait, uh, sorry, Belroth, what did you have? Two, two. Two, two. So everybody but Deeran and uh, Wesley... Um, you glance through, uh, like the columns of, of stone on either side beyond these pillars of bone that line either side of the path. Uh, and you notice like a a person sort of clinging to one of the stone pillars. When you see them, they, uh, spin bat like wings on their back and they fly between some pillars to hide, uh, Go ahead, uh, give me an, an, I guess, a nature check, uh, Belroth, for your yeah, your knowledge of uh, chimerology. Finally! 
Um, ooh, 25. Yeah, so uh, this creature uh, is one you've never seen, and as far as you are aware, <gasps> has never been uh, ever documented as being on the material plane, but there are, for whatever reason, old like sketches and stories that have come out. This is a harpy. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. And he like pulls out uh, his notebook and starts like flipping through his notes and like rough sketches of what he think a harpy should look like and like immediately starts correcting them. <laughs> um, and like, then like flips to a new page, like notes that like, oh, a new page here, blah, flip, 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 starts writing down what he knows and uh, in the way they move. It's it's a it's a harpy that we're being we're being followed by a harpy. I've never seen one in real life. Are they, oh God! Yeah, they're they're not friendly, are they? Is that why you're not preparing to fight? Uh, well, I'm just very excited. Deeran casts uh, mage armor on himself. Uh, the opposite of excited, afraid. <laughs> um, what do I know about, or at least the what should I assume about the nature? of <laughs> of the harpy um from what i know previous to this. <clears throat> what you from what you know previous to this uh since they have never really been found on the material plane they've just been thought to be a myth um but the harpies are uh incredibly vicious very dangerous deadly creatures who crave uh like destruction and desecration um, and that they are also pack hunters. Oh, uh, oh, oh. And Belroth, like, remember, like, that fact jostled in his brain, closes the book, like, puts it back in his patch, pouch, and, um, pulls out his, uh, bow and starts, like, looking around, uh, the other, like, behind them, saying, like, these, I believe, hunt in packs, so... Uh, be ready. Clever girls. Uh, and Deeran <laughs> looks to the opposite side of where Belroth is looking. Another screech splits the air and a half dozen harpies come flying in from overhead. Just before leaving the docks, uh, Deeran handed off a letter uh, addressed to Federation Bay to Calliope and Galder uh, Lincoln. And uh, the letter says just, Hey, Mom and Dad, I wanted to catch up and send with you both, but like things have been really busy since I finished up at school, and so uh, that's why I wanted to write. I've been adventuring. I can already hear you now, but know this. We're actually doing things, making the world better, and about to save the whole thing, if this works how we think it might. By now I know you know about the demons escaping, especially with how close old Morevia is to home. I don't know what the broadsheets are telling people or what couriers are sharing, but we were contracted by Adventure Incorporated to do the whole thing, and so we've kind of found ourselves to be foremost experts on demons. Crazy, right? Well... My friends, uh, they're pretty cool, by the way. There's Belroth, like, and I think you might actually like him if you can get past his choice of subject matter. You know, uh, he used to be a professor like you at the at the Black Scale. He even taught in prosperity. I never took one of his classes, I don't think, but if I did, it definitely didn't stick. Um, then there's Scarpin. He's this old guy, I think. 
I mean, he acts and sounds it, but I don't know. Cause like, also he's kind of impulsive, like way more than I've ever been. Anyway, he's, he's a dream cleric. Uh, some of the stuff he can do really reminds me of some potions I've tried. It's, you know, it's like more food for my everything's connected at its source theory. Oh, I guess I should also talk about that stuff too. And, um, you were right. I did a lot of focusing on really, really dumb stuff when I was at home and in school. A lot of wild theories that, like, now that I've been out in the world, don't seem to fit together nearly as much as I thought they would. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I wanted to say that you both had a point in telling me to stop messing around with that stuff. The demon isles aren't turtles. Uh, there's, There's no such thing as mole people. I, I do keep that one up, though, to piss off Belroth. It's hilarious. Uh, it, and I've come to realize that Archimedes' Silverblade might not be as altruistic as I believed in the past. One thing you were wrong about, though, is devoting my life to the black scale as the way to affect the most change and find my true self. There's nothing there for me. And stopping me from going out and doing something earlier may have done more harm than good to me now that I'm actually out here. Honestly, just the tiniest bit of cardio would have been like pretty helpful in fighting off all these monsters. There's no way I'd have been able to do it without my friends. Oh, speaking of them, I wanted to tell you about the most important member of our group, Ellery. Dad, I finally get it. When you talk about caring about mom more than anything else in the world, the whole place could burn. It used to hurt so much, but I get it now. Ellery's the most important person in the world. The kindest, sweetest, and she's got this power. Uh, it makes her it makes her the most powerful too, I think. She's got this special gift. I I don't know how it connects back into the core of everything. But what she has, it's got to be at the heart of it all. Anyway, we're going to the Demon Isles. Then we're going to take a portal into the pit, which is a plane where the demons live. Like, extra dimensional planes. And there's honestly a super good chance that we never come back. So just know that if that happens and the world survives, uh, I finally made something of myself. Some harpies come crashing down in toward you, Diren. Uh, the one that you have already killed lying beside you. Uh, these two, their teeth bared, blood dripping from their mouths, uh, start to, to crush down onto you. Yeah, Diren points uh, at both of them at the same time and to, like, fires off scorching rays at them, trying to, like, catch them and burn them in the air as they as they dive down toward him okay perfect um many more harpies have joined the fight as well coming from the edges uh this whole as you've pushed your way down the path wesley in front his sword drawn gleaming brightly and he's yelling like we must keep going come on come on uh, don't stop and then he's like swinging at the harpies as they come in um a blade of magic like precedes his blade and slices through a harpy uh but more just continue to pour down uh belroth what are you doing 
Uh, Belroth is knocking several arrows. He's trying to take out the air support. He's uh, shooting the ones that are coming in um, that the others can't, uh, hopefully dealing with them before they have to be dealt with the others, <laughs> by the others. Uh, Ellery? Yeah, so Ellery is kind of just like swishing the moonsicle around. <laughs> this is kind of a tough uh, thing for her, uh, but... She's like uh, sending out her mage hand to maybe like do some light punching <laughs> and swinging out the moonsicle. This like close up combat because uh, she knows that she has to save her magic, like her good magic. Uh, so she's just kind of slashing her way through. Uh, and Scarpin? Uh, Scarpin's trying to eyeball when a group of them have been injured and kind of bleeding and stuff and casts uh, putting a bunch of them to sleep at the same time, hopefully, or attempts to. (laughs) Uh, One of the reasons that uh, prior to the adventure, Belroth was able to return uh, or get back Amelia's notebook is because there was a low-level enchantment that returns the notebook or gets it to a place where it can be returned in case of death, which is why he thought she was dead. Um, but was like, mm, fishy. He puts, uh, he goes to a low-level wizard and asks for the same exact spell put on his notebook. Uh, and then he writes several letters. Uh, he writes one to Tessa, which is the first one because it's organized. Uh, he writes a letter to his family. He writes, um, and then like a bunch of like fifty stock letters to like every cousin he has, and uh, um, one to Amelia, uh, which he never finishes. Um, the one to Tessa says, <clears throat> "To Tessa, I fear that by crossing into the depths of destruction, I would not return." From the beginning of our adventure, I was afflicted with destruction in a way that I could never fully rid. I fear that I may have been transformed in a way that I can never come back. I am at peace with this. Love you all like a family. We went through hell together. And if, if you're reading this, we save the world. In this notebook I entrust to you, there are a few letters that I would like for you to send to others who matter to me as well. I do not know their addresses, but my mother will. Even without the demon isles, I'm positive she knows exactly where everyone lives. Also, please give her a big hug if you see her. Please take this notebook and then give it to the black scale as a way to guilt trip them into giving me a posthumous doctorate. I think that would be very funny. Also, you can keep it if that's not very funny. I'm never sure if it's funny when I think it's funny. I hope the information in here is useful. I'm sure it's boring, but helpful. But that's my style. Please make sure you watch after Freya. I love you all. Belroth Beacon. P.S. It's not uncommon, but occasionally, tieflings grant virtue names to those who they care about very much, who they view as part of their family. So I want to grant you all these following virtue names as a proof of our familial bond. <clears throat> the Guardian of Slumbering Minds, Scarpin Dreamwalker, The Voice of Creation, Ellery Lyrica, and the smartest man in New Moretta, 
Dear and Truth Teller. Uh, Ellery, you are on your back, uh, the bones crunching underneath you, the harpy, uh, standing over you, trying to, uh, tear out your throat, uh, her bat-like wings on her back beating as you're, as she's gripping at you, uh, from tackling you to the ground. Uh, what, what are you going to do? Hey, wow. I just wanted to say you're really strong and your wings are really pretty. As you struggle, Freya tackles uh, the the harpy off of you, uh, like sp- spinning end over end with it um, across the path of bones, uh, scattering the harpy off. Um, and Freya like spins quickly, like bones spraying uh, up and away from her feet as she runs toward the next target. Did it seem like she had like power of speech? The harpy? Yeah. No. No, no. Freya. Yeah, I was like, no, I mean, you know, that, would be, that would be wild now. Uh, okay. But no, like, no real understanding of language. No one's ever asked. <laughs> no, they seem pretty uh, asked. bestial. Okay. Okay. Um, another harpy comes uh, tearing down straight towards you, Belroth. Like, um, they've started coming at you in like a, a S pattern to try and uh, avoid any shots from arrows that you have. Um, as you've you've plucked several out of the air uh, on your descent down the path of bones uh, for the twenty five minutes or so you guys have been running and fighting. He's making loud lots of noises <laughs> while he does it. <laughs> He's ne- you've never seen him shoot this much. Uh, Does he do the whole four arrow at a time? Ooh, yeah. Is he sliding down the path of bones on the back of a harpy? Launching <laughs> arrows? That'd be too more nervous. Efficient. Way too nervous. Uh, um... But he's at least, I, I don't know, he's hes doing a good job at the very least. I was hoping more for maybe some some uh, Robin Hood men in tights. He already had four arrows connected up via string to fire them simultaneously. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what is, I was yeah. hoping for more some like Robin Hood as a fox, literally, <laughs> content. Ooh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're, if we're going archers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> also a good Robin Hood. Also a good Robin. Hood. <laughs> um, uh, what is uh, uh, oh God? Just that was embarrassing. Uh, I almost said Gibetto. Um, what is? <laughs> it's good. Name. It's only yeah, been two as, years. It's fine. As the harpies are swooping in and like harrying Deeran, he's like he's trying to run. Uh, using the same mentality as Ellery as, as he watches her kind of like improvise her way through this without spending like all of her, all of her power. He's trying to use gust to shoot sprays of bone into the air in front of him as the harpies are flying into him, hoping they get like lodged in the the harpies throats or like open their wings so that they can't fly anymore. You know what I mean? Like just a dollar a day, you can clean up bones so they don't get lodged in the throats of harpies. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's putting his hands on the ground and casting gusts straight up into the air. Every time uh, one gets close to him as they run down the path. Nice. Cool. Yeah. 
Uh, as you have all been traveling down this path, um, it has settled in on you more. That feeling of being torn apart and these harpies are not helping and another level of exhaustion has settled into place uh, as you make your way toward the, uh, the Black City. Uh, so Scarpin has had, uh, feels good, really good about his relationship with his, his, his parents overall and uh, even his brother. Uh, and But does write them a letter and sends it via courier um, telling them, if you have to visit someone named Baron Sildakar, He's found a way to protect himself. So be careful. And, uh, I love you. And, and P.S. Also, he's a dragon and say hi to Sugarbush for me. Um, so that's his letter to his parents. Uh, and then he also, as he's getting closer, make sure he fills up on uh, some, some animals, make sure he's nice, nice and full before he goes in nice and satiated and says a prayer to Oleander to protect him, his friends and to give him the strength that, uh, to bring them back safely through the, through the demon stone. Another harpy is, uh, you know, thunked down by an arrow from Belroth, uh, and it lands at your feet, Scarpin, writhing in pain in front of you um as it like sprays bones uh all down the path uh it has been harrowing so far um these harpies have been unrelenting as you've traveled and it seems like every step you take another harpy finds its way into the mix and, and no matter how many you kill there just seem to be more and more and more There's one, and there's one at your feet if you want to uh, do anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that, that fucking sucks. He, he's, he's like, <laughs> s- just stomps on its head uh, <laughs> and then looks up at another swarm coming down and then like uh, whips out his winged boots and he realizes, oh, oh, oh. And he puts them on <laughs> and then he uh, oh, yeah. heads up into the air, shooting off some uh, guiding bolts at them. Okay, yeah. Uh, you like fly up through the air, just like shooting off spells uh, at them, like through the sky. Uh, they all like start to sort of freak out from this change um, and <laughs> they start to swarm at you. You realize that as you start to move up above the path of bones, uh, the, f- the higher up you go, like as you reach the arch, um, it's worse on the outsides of the path of bones itself. The, the power of the destruction, the tearing apart, uh, and the exhaustion gets worse outside the bone arch than it is inside the bone arch. Um, and that, uh, so, you know, you're sort of limited by a, a hard ceiling at the top, uh, or I guess a soft ceiling at the top, but, uh, but the harpies still pour through um and fight you in the air 
Hey, Anthony, does the city seem like it's getting closer? It does. It does seem like it's getting closer as you go. Um, And then, you know, similarly, if you glance backward, you just watch the road stretch uh, behind you. But uh, walking forward, you are making progress down the path toward the city below. Cool. Uh, Deeran, like, mentally uh, uses that to steel himself against the feelings that that he's feeling. Uh, out loud, he goes, guys, check it out. Look behind us and see how far we've come. We're, all, we're like, we're so close now. Uh, knowing, you know, the reality of it, but trying to... Uh, <laughs> Skip, <laughs> find some good Skip vibes. Like Ellery. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. No bad vibes. Yeah, we yeah. get it. Um, the like Wesley is unleashing another slash, the wave of magical energy releasing from his sword, cutting through a harpy um, as he's slammed into by three more um, and rolls down the path of bones a short way, uh, wrestling with these harpies that then fly off uh, with another scratch across him. Um, um- Ellery is going to whip out her instrument of illusion and she is going to do a little strum on it um, and she's going to sing, look over there, look over behind us, we are not your problem. And she's going to cast the harmless illusion of... um. A spectral dancer is one of the suggestions. So she's going to interpret that like she can like someone who looks kind of like her. Um, and it is a range of 15 feet. So she's going to push uh, this image of us 15 feet back away from the city to hopefully uh, draw some of the harpies away from them. Okay. Uh, and I think it works. I think uh, a mass of the harpies fly down. You know, you lessen the load of the harpies uh, pushing down on you. Um, you know, they fly through the thing and sort of get confused, but there's enough harpies that there's always someone picking a target. Uh, and it does a good little diversion there in that moment. Days ago, Wesley Tallow sat in a dark corner of a tavern, waiting as as we as you traveled southward toward the Demon Isles, toward his inevitable fate. In his hands, he held a book, a book filled with his history, his story as best as he could remember. It wasn't until his many, many years deep to the forgetting of his time before that he decided to start writing things down. And this book now holds only just a few of the things that he no longer remembers. But it's enough. Enough to make him weep as he stares at the pages. He thinks about the preparations he has to do before the inevitable comes. He thinks about a letter he may have to write He comes up empty. He closes the book. He accepts the fate for himself. The only person who will care. 
the harpies come screaming down once again, Deeran, toward you. Uh, they've sort of started coming in a formation so that if you pick off two of them with the, uh, the, the bolts of fire, then another one can just like sneak in past uh, your blast. They've like got your, your counts uh, and they come in uh, so that you get smashed by one as it comes down in. Um, you are beaten. You are bloodied. You are scraped and scratched. Everyone, you have all been just hammered by these harpies on your path downward. It has been hours traveling down the path of bones, but it's near. The city is near. It's close by. You, you, there's a, a general feeling that even though another level of exhaustion has settled in and you are now three deep, uh, and your, your, uh, speed has slowed significantly as you've traveled down this path, um, the bones below on your feet, just like your feet dragging through them, like they feel heavier and heavier as you try to move them. The end is in sight. It is coming. Wesley is like trudging uh, ahead and he's like, we're almost there. Come on, come on. Uh, but I'm, co- I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, we're trying, man. <laughs> uh, he's he is also exhausted, but he still outspeeds you. So like he's still moving faster. Like, than <laughs> <laughs> wow, show off. <laughs> Um, new cardio would come in handy as Darren like trudges <laughs> his legs. It's like, uh, you know, when snow falls and you like kick your feet through the snow mm-hmm. instead of yeah. like lifting it up over the snow. Yeah, that's what Darren's doing. Like, there's a there's a trail of like foot dragged <laughs> bone dust behind him. <laughs> uh, and as you have moved your way down the path of bones, the bones here are um, older more ancient uh it is a very clear like you know they went from a a pearly ivory to like a deep brown uh as you made your way down the pathway um deep cracks set in in the arches above your head uh and the uh the power here this power of destruction has only grown stronger the further down the path of bones you've gone um and like Scarpin, another harpy tackles you with the legs and brings you to the ground, uh, you know, laying in a pile of bone and you push yourself back up um, as another one comes to like grab at your shell. Uh, it is an overwhelming feeling as these uh, harpies continue to push down to all of you. Is uh, because Belaroth has had a slight demonic transformation is there a different uh, effect on him in some way um there I is an intoxication the <laughs> there is an intoxication to the destruction power that you're feeling that i think you know and i'm not going to speak for you but um Ugh. it is it would be very easy for belroth to give into it but you know that giving into it would be potentially deadly, but certainly dangerous. Uh, but there is a piece of you, that fragment of you that is, uh, that is bent on destruction, that craves the energy here and is feeling it drawing toward it uh, the further down this path of bones you go. 
Belroth is, uh, I mean, everyone's face is like wincing in pain um, and is struggling. But if you were to look slightly closer, uh, he's he's struggling for multiple reasons and isn't sure, but is like thinking about his mother and the teachings that he has had throughout his life and is continuing to struggle to fight back against it as best he can. Yeah, there's kind of a, a double element happening for you because you are still taking all of this weakness. You are still being torn apart. Uh, but then there's this craving underneath this uh, um, a, a borderline pleasure or promise of pleasure um, that you know to be false. We're almost there, everyone. Let's keep going. Um, uh, Ellery wrote a letter. Um, she's not great at writing things down, so she kind of like, since the whole story that she's been building has been in her in her head, she like jotted down a few notes, put them in a notebook. And then in the beginning of that notebook wrote, Grandma, you always said that if I wanted to talk to you or mom, all I've got to do is close my eyes and hope really hard and you'll be there for me. Well, I'm squeezing my eyes shut right now and hold you in my mind. I can see clear as day you sitting on the Agastral throne and telling all of Naya about the time you left for two whole days to search for the missing goat. You were so upset that you hadn't closed the pen proper and one had gotten out. So you bundled up and walked all day and night, getting sadder and sadder every moment, only to return home to find him sitting in your own room, eating the dinner you had made before you left. I can see you laughing, munching on the harvest feast. I can see mom and dad holding hands, dad's foot tapping alongside to the music behind you. I can see the whole town listening to every word you say like it's the first time they've heard it, even though you tell that story every year. You say no in the end of the story before it starts makes you less anxious while listening. I wish I knew the end of my story. It sure might make me less anxious for what we're about to do. I know that every adventure starts with the first step, and you don't always know where you're going when you walk out the door, but you always end up somewhere. I hope that somewhere is back at your door soon, but if it's not, make sure to take these notes and tell our story. I wish I was better at writing things down, but you'll know what to do with them. Everyone's going to have a version of us, but we all know that what can happen to a story in the wrong hands, so please, for me... Tell everyone that Scarpin was kind. He can seem a little hard from the outside. Always being hungry will do that to you. But I've never known anyone who tried harder than Scarpin to do the right thing for us. Every time he made a decision, it was with a mind for the future and a heart for what's best. He got me started on this adventure and was my very first friend away from home. He always let me eat first, and he never turned down a chance to hold hands. Tell everyone that Belroth was silly. They might just show his books and his facts, but he was so much more than that. He loved his job and his research and could talk about a single animal feather for hours on end with joy and sparkle in his eyes. He knew when and how to make us laugh to stop us from getting too afraid of our own selves. He loved Freya with all his soul, and I could spend hours watching him flip snacks in the air to teach her new tricks. Tell everyone that Deeran was brilliant and the best of us. He saw connections nobody else could and opened my eyes to a whole universe of ideas. People don't take him too serious, but they're wrong. He's got more passion for making this world a better place than anyone I've ever met. But he can tell when we're in over our heads and how to keep us alive. 
He knows that the war is more important than a battle and there's no one else I'd trust more to follow into a fight than him. If we make it out of this, it's going to be because he's there with us. Also, he's very handsome. Make sure the story gets that right. And please tell everyone that I tried. I can see you packing up the pageant costumes and props, putting them away neatly in their boxes for the next change of season. I can smell the mud mixed into the fresh cut grass and the oil on your lute strings and the cookies straight out of the oven. I can feel the wind on my cheeks and taste the little bit of salt that's made it from the sea. Wherever I go from here, I'll have you with me, and wherever you go from here, I hope you keep me with you. All my love, Hillary. The last few steps of the Path of Bones melt away underneath you as you make your way toward the Black City. Behind the harpies, move back toward the stone obelisks off in the distance. And the five of you take your last exhausted steps out of the path. As Wesley nearly collapses at the entrance of the Path of Bones, he takes a deep breath. He looks up and he says, Well, that was certainly terrible, but we did it. It's behind us now. And, 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 and we have a lot of talking to do. The six of us, as the stranger's voice comes from Wesley's mouth. Hey everyone, DM Anthony here, just reminding you that if you're enjoying the show, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, let people know, word of mouth, and you can support the show at patreon.com slash adventureinc, or you can check out the shop at adventureinkpod.com slash shop. Make sure you check the show notes and the website for all our social media, including our Discord, where you can come and hang out with some great people. We'll see you there. And until next week, I wish you nothing but critical success.